Now on one end, we may have so many options that it's scary, it keeps us anxious. And then the other end, we have very limited options. But ideally, what we want to do is find that middle ground whereby we ourselves intentionally eliminate those distractions, eliminate unnecessary choices that we may have in our everyday lives. And you can apply this your own way. I'm your host, Neil Atim, and this is the Integrated Man Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Integrated Man Podcast. And in today's episode, I'm going to be covering what I call the curse of abundance. Now, in the Western world today, we have so many options, so many choices. And this is argued to be a great indicator of welfare and social justice. Now, the opposite of this is having little to no choices. But this can be a double-edged sword. By having little to no options, we may feel trapped. And by having too many options, this keeps us anxious. The fact that you have chosen to listen to this podcast right now is one decision out of around 35,000 that you would make today. Yes, on an average day, we make around 35,000 decisions. From the time we wake up, we have to decide, do I get out of bed? Do I scroll on my phone? What do I do now? Do I change? Do I shower? Do I go for a walk? Do I get sunlight? All of these start from the time we wake up. And the deeper we go into a day, the more complex the choices may become, especially when we go into work. I mean, if you're just grabbing a coffee on the way, you may have to decide which bean you want. Do you want a Latin American bean? Do you want an Arabic bean? Do you want an Asian bean? Then you have to choose what coffee you want. Do you want a latte, an espresso, a flat white? Do you want soy milk or oat milk or coconut milk? Do you want sugar with that? And the list goes on. Over the last couple decades, there's been a huge body of research showing what actually happens when we have so many choices. And it's like decision overload, it's choice overload. And this tends to have a lot of negative outcomes like frustration, regret, confusion, and even choice paralysis where we don't even make a choice. We can't decide, we are just frozen at the moment. Now, if you look at it objectively, it makes complete sense because Every decision we make today is directly going to influence our future. What we experience in the future, the outcomes, the consequences even. So it's really important with specific decisions. And there's this concept called overchoice, which is from the book Future Shock by Alvin Toffler. And essentially, it's a cognitive impairment. When we have too many choices, it just slows us down. It freezes us because there's just so many options. And the thing about this is that it takes massive cognitive load to process all of this. A simple example, you go into Netflix and then there's thousands of things you can look at. How do you actually decide? You need to make a decision, right? You need to have a choice. You need to have a preference. And at that moment, out of all of this, you need to pick just one thing. Or even opening Uber Eats. There's so many options, hundreds of restaurants with any type of food you can possibly eat. And even if you're on dating apps, you may be on Tinder or Bumble, whatever it may be. It's just an infinite scroll, limitless choice. How do we actually cope with this? Now, before we go into that, we need to understand one thing. Having choices is really important. I'll give you an example. I remember I was in Cuba a few years ago and I just happened to go into a grocery store just to see what it's like. And when I went in, I was shocked because there were literally two items on the shelf. Like, I couldn't comprehend that. How can they have two items on the shelf? So this is a simple example of having choices. Any of us, we go into the grocery store, there's limitless options available with any type of food. But for a Cuban, they go into the grocery and there's literally 
one or two items on the shelf and they have to deal with this every day limited choices so at the same time while we have so many choices we need to understand that some people don't have this option don't have this luxury of so many choices the thing is the way our brain works is that little decisions or big decisions they take the same amount of cognitive load and it's a lot Actually, the brain is only 2% of the body, but it uses 20% of our overall energy and oxygen production. Now, here's another example. If you're studying a topic today, there's limitless options. You can do courses, you can get books, you can get a mentor, you can get a coach. You literally have access to limitless information. So I remember when I was doing my degree studying computer science, I was studying programming. So the programming language that I was learning was called Java, which I hated, by the way. And my lecturer at the moment, he explained to us how he actually learned to write code. And at the time when he was studying, which was maybe the 70s or 80s, what happened is that they didn't have the internet. So the way he would study is that he would go to the library every single day. He would get the book on the programming language that he's learning. And then he would have to memorize lines of code, write it down, then go home at night, study this again, go back to the library because he couldn't take that specific book as well. It was in high demand. The other students needed it and they had limited copies. So with this limit of options, he only could have studied at the library with this one specific book. He had to take it seriously. He had to make sure and memorize everything. The pressure was on him because there was no YouTube. There was no online courses. There was nothing else besides going to the lecture and the library. Now, what this showed us is that sometimes actually having limited resources can actually help you in a certain way, in context, of course. So for him, he actually learned to write code out of his mind without any tools, without any YouTube or anything. He had to understand deeply every concept, everything that went into it. And he can just do it because he had that limited resource. He had to take it seriously. So that is just a simple example. And this can be applied creatively. Whatever you're working on, whatever you're pursuing, you can find ways to limit yourself from the distractions, from so many things and zero in on whatever you're working on. But it comes down to a process of elimination and voluntarily eliminating things around you. Because there's so many options, it overwhelms us. Now, on one end, we may have so many options that it's scary. It keeps us anxious. And then the other end, we have very limited options. But ideally, what we want to do is find that middle ground whereby we ourselves intentionally eliminate those distractions, eliminate unnecessary choices that we may have in our everyday lives. And you can apply this your own way like a simple example is Mark Zuckerberg wearing the same t-shirt every day you don't have to do this but you can apply it to something in your life maybe having the same breakfast every day this is something I tend to do because every day I go to get my breakfast and at the cafe they have a menu and on the menu is so many items I don't want to start my day just frying my brain over what to eat so I pick the same thing every single day when I walk in they already know what I want and you can see how you can apply this across different mediums so how do you actually deal with decision fatigue here are five simple principles you can apply. Number one is to prioritize the decisions you need to make. Meaning that if something is unimportant, if it can wait, put it in the back burner. Whatever needs to be done now, prioritize that first. And you can prioritize not based on time only, but on impact. How big of an impact will this have on your life? How big of an impact it may have on your career, your finances, whatever it may be. So you need to prioritize your decision. Number two is to automate routine decisions. Meaning if there's something that you do on repeat, over and over again find a way to standardize that find a way to eliminate the decision and turn it into a routine i'll give you an example so let's say you have to go to the gym if you know every day that you have to go to the gym at 4 p.m then that becomes routine instead of it being a choice every day where you say ah should i go to the gym in the morning or the evening you set that routine and you make it an evening routine 
there you've eliminated a decision every single day and you want to apply this across the board right like the breakfast example was one way but this is another way and you can find different ways whether it's work whether it's playing a sport whether it's a hobby all you need to do is find those routines and automate the decision making number three is to intentionally limit your options the example that i gave you from my past lecturer he had no choices today we have so many choices so for example let's say you're studying you don't need input from 10 different channels. Zero in on one or two, focus on that. Take all the input, internalize it. Too many choices just freezes us and takes away unnecessary resources. Number four is to use decision-making tools. What I mean by this is that a decision, a choice, is something that exists in your mind. However, if you bring it into the real world, it makes it easier to solve this. And what you can do is use things like mind maps, flowcharts, etc. So this way it comes out of your mind and into the real world and it's just easier to work with. So you write it down, you write the pros and cons, you write the time, the resources it may take, whatever it may be, depending on the decision. But when you have those hard decisions, try using frameworks like this. And number five is one of the most powerful thing you can do, which is asking advice, seeking advice from someone who have made the decision before, someone who is at the point where you need to be based on the decision that is similar. So that way you can get the pros and cons, you can see the outcome that happened for them and you'll get a deeper understanding before you actually make your choice. Now to wrap it up, the thing about choices is that it will become more and more abundant but it comes at a cost as you can see. Having the awareness is the first step. When you feel frustrated for no reason or anxious, this may be one of the main things causing it. We just have so many decisions on a day-to-day -day basis and as a man we need to develop that capacity for decision making as the world evolves as we get more options it's going to take a lot more out of us to actually laser in and focus when there's so many distractions and in a leadership role in a masculine role you actually have to make a lot of decisions whether it's for your family for your partner whatever it may be from a simple thing like choosing a restaurant or where you go to a date all of this is decision making but we have to choose in a sea of choices and you have to get really good but again, it starts with awareness and from there, you use these frameworks, apply it, practice it, and then you become better at your decision making. Now, if you didn't have the awareness before, now you do. So you know what the next step is. Simply take action. And again, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone who you know would benefit from it. You can sign up for the weekly newsletter at integratedman.academy and you can reach me on social media at integratedman.academy as well. And I'll see you on the next episode.